You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. See, there's nothing wrong with uh, saying to the guy that comes in, the gold ring guy, uh, with the fine clothes, there's nothing wrong with saying, here, here's a good seat for you. As long as you're willing to give the same courtesy to the poor man. But now let's reverse that. Sometimes, you know, especially if you love the Lord, you, you might be more partial to the poor beggar because of his condition. And that's just as wrong to show partiality or favoritism to the poor. Perhaps one of the biggest contributors to division in society is none other than partiality. In the letter of James, this type of behavior is actually described as evil and we're to avoid behaving in such a way at all costs as believers. In today's message, Pastor Danny will teach you what it means to show partiality and how to better recognize these tendencies in your own walk. In his study, you'll learn that as followers of Christ, we're to treat all with dignity and respect, whether rich or poor. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. James chapter 2 verse 1, my brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Favoritism is very simply uh, showing special favor or a synonym would be partiality. And then he gives an example of what he's talking about. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in, same church meeting. If you show special attention to the man wearing the clothes, fine clothes, and say, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with, catch this, evil thoughts. This is evil. Listen, my dear brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you've insulted the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are slandering the noble name of him to whom you belong, Jesus Christ? Now, he's making general statement there. He's not saying every rich person in the church is doing this. But if you study history, uh, you'll find very quickly that throughout history, the people of God, the people of God are primarily made up of poor, common people. It doesn't mean that God doesn't offer salvation to the rich and influential. It's just that so many times they don't respond. And if you study history, you'll find not only are the majority of the people of God made up of just ordinary people, and sometimes a lot of poor people, but the people that persecute the people of God are generally rich and influential people. That was happening in this day. It was the people in power. And so he's making general statements here. Verse 8, if you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, You're doing right. And the word right really could be translated better because the Greek word means you're doing excellent. And the idea is you can't do any better. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said do not commit adultery also said do not murder. If you don't commit adultery but do commit murder, you become a lawbreaker. 
in the last couple of verses. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. What law is that? Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And what he's saying is, if you've come to saving faith, you'll be judged by the law of mercy. You won't get what you deserve. That's the law that gives freedom. Law of mercy. Now, I chose to put the Greek word here for the person that comes in the meeting with the gold ring. Uh, it's in the Greek, don't worry about pronouncing it or anything like that, but that's the Greek word. And, and it really means more than a gold ring. It's gold ringed. You got hands, fingers with rings all over the place, adorned with gold rings. The next word, the fine clothes is this word lampras. makes you think of a lamp. Shining, brilliant, splendid, luxurious. And you understand those words, uh, it really helps you understand what God's saying. Vladziu Valentino Liberace. He was born May 16th, 1919. He died February the 4th, 1987. He was a pianist and vocalist of Polish-Italian origin. In a career that spanned four decades of concerts, recordings, motion pictures, television, and endorsements, Liberace became world famous. Catch this. During the 1950s to the 1970s, he was the highest paid entertainer in the world and embraced a lifestyle of flamboyant excess both on and off the stage. Not only the rings on his fingers, this kind of clothes he wore, probably influenced Elton John. I mean, just some of the things he wore, just, you're just unbelievable. You can't get more flamboyant than Liberace was. Get that one. The second word for the second guy that comes into the meeting, the first one, the Liberace kind of guy comes in. Second one, it's this person, reduced to beggary, begging, asking alms, destitute of wealth. Destitute of influence, position, or honor. You can't get a more stark contrast than what God's saying in James chapter 2. Uh, the second guy that comes in might have looked something like this. Again, you can't get more of a contrast. Liberace versus the beggar here. And he's not just wearing shabby clothes. He's got an odor about him, I'm sure. God has a lot to say in the Bible about favoritism, partiality. And that's interesting. I want you to understand where I'm coming from here. If Liberace were alive and actually came into this meeting, first of all, I would gasp. Uh, we've never had anybody like that come into our meeting. But if he did come into this meeting, if he were alive and he came in, I might actually have a harder time welcoming Liberace than with this guy. Now, I'm not saying I'm more spiritual. Please you don't, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, Liberace was accused on several occasions of being a homosexual. If you accused Liberace publicly when he was alive of being a homosexual, he'd sue you. And he had the means to win. But I might have trouble not just because of his ostentatiousness, if you know what I mean, but because of the rumors that he's a homosexual. Because that's just appalling to me. Now, I love homosexuals, but nevertheless, that's appalling to me. I just, I just can't relate at all. But here's the deal. 
Exodus 23.3, do not show favoritism to a poor man in his lawsuit. You see, there's nothing wrong with uh, saying to the guy that comes in, the gold ring guy, uh, with the fine clothes, there's nothing wrong with saying, here, here's a good seat for you. As long as you're willing to give the same courtesy to the poor man. But now let's reverse that. Sometimes, you know, especially if you love the Lord, you, you might be more partial to the poor beggar because of his condition. And that's just as wrong to show partiality or favoritism to the poor. Leviticus 19.15, do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the great. Both are wrong. Now, I hope you'll agree with me that we have a tendency toward favoritism in our natural selves. We're just born that way. We tend to cater to the rich, and we're talking more than about just money. We're talking about rich and influential people, famous people, popular people. I mean, it started in elementary school. And especially it got worse when I hit middle school. You want to hang out with the cool crowd. You want to know the cool people. That's just natural tendency. Why do we tend to do that? Well, this is a clue. Proverbs 19.6. Many curry favor with a ruler, and everyone is the friend of a man who gives gifts. Proverbs 14.20 says, The poor are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Now, you see this even in, in situations in Christian circles. My wife and I left Wednesday and were with our friend Daniel Henderson for the 6-4 National Conference in Dallas, Texas. Got back late yesterday afternoon. Uh, great time. And um, Pastor Jim Simula was there. I love Pastor Jim Simula. But one guy I was looking forward to hearing because I've never really listened to him a lot, and I was hoping I'd get to meet him, was Francis Chan. Just so happened that on Thursday, I'm in the lobby of the hotel. We're staying, and uh, guess who comes to check in but Francis Chan. My first thought as I was close to him, my first thought is, is what people say to me. You know the number one thing people say to me when they come up and meet me up close and personal? No kidding. You know what the first thing they say is? Here's, they'll look at me and they'll say, you look a lot taller on stage. That's the number one comment I get. Thank you. What do you say? You know my first thought when I was right there at Francis Chan, my first thought was, you look a lot taller on stage. That was my first thought. I was just as big as him. But here's what happens at conferences like that. Look, look, including me sometimes. I, I, you want to you meet Francis Chan. You want Francis Chan to know you. That's all we have time for on today's edition of The Living Word. There's more to learn from the book of James, so we hope you'll join us again. Pastor Danny Hodges leads and serves the Lord as pastor of Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and each new edition of The Living Word that you hear is from one of his messages given to the congregation. If you're in the St. Petersburg area, we want to invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. You'll be able to find directions at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you're not in the area, you can still join us virtually through our live stream. 
You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. Is there anything that we can be praying about for you? If so, please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. We love that we can do this for our listeners, and we'd be happy to answer any questions you have to the best of our ability. Would you also pray for us? Please pray for Pastor Danny as he continues to share the Word of God, and for the listeners who, like you, are tuning in to hear truth and love. Pray for protection and for open hearts. Thanks for praying, and thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.